0: You have no choice
1: uh, 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 I hate FATE hate FATE 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 HATE I hate FATE Appreciate cover I hate Get over here get over here
0: Shut up, up. up. Okay, okay, FATE TELL
1: I have, I have all the all choice. choice. Whatever happens is what happens. We're all just being de- de- controlled de- 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 by a fourth dimensional eighth grader, eighth grader up eighth at right 2 a.m. watching fourth dimensional Netflix. Netflix. Fourth dimensional Netflix. Netflix. Guys, go, I,
0: hate I hate them. They bring them over. They
1: I hate me. Completely after my life.
0: When we learn other shit, when we learn the other, other, other shit, when we learn other, shit, learn other, shit, learn other shit, shit, I had a feeling had in, in my heart and in my heart, heart, soul, soul. fake comedy! You can also make an explanation. Welcome explanation. to the Cosmic Mind Podcast. I'm Forrest, your
1: co-host. And I am your co-host, Christopher.
0: We're here to talk about butterflies. Just kidding.
1: But... What made you say butterflies? Was that a choice you made? Or was that a predetermined thing that you were already going to say? From the moment time started, it was planned that you would say that. Or Or, did you choose to say butterflies? And now there's a separate timeline where you didn't say butterflies. And you made a choice. And it was your choice that made the choice.
0: Choice. Choice. Alright. Let me... Let me hit you with something. So I would respond to that by saying, initially I said butterfly because on the wall behind you, I see like one, two, three butterflies. So I guess because seeing them, that made me say it and then trying to be funny. But how does that play into like the fate and free will kind of thing? Because that
1: because it could still be predetermined that that butterfly was going to be there. Ah, for and you were going to look at it and it caught your eye and not the mushroom and not. The orb, there's a lot of butterflies. Yeah. So, I mean, it would. it's more easy for your eye to hit a butterfly. Yeah, there's. Wow.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of butterflies. A lot in of here, butterflies Listen, in here. Listen, let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think that's a flower.
1: Six. Yeah, for sure. Six, and six I bought, butterflies.
0: I bought two butterfly magnets today. Wow. Yeah. Two of them. Huh? So, that's a. Well, I guess they're in a different room, but listen, butterflies. butterflies. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know really what it was that made me say that. It's an interesting – let's get into it, guys. Fate.
1: Free. This episode is going to be fate and free will, and it's going to be fate and free will. Yeah. Was, was this episode predetermined?
0: Mm, I don't know. I think whatever we talk about today – we we're already going to talk about. So this should be easy.
1: Yeah, this right? is going to be so be effortless. easy, effortless, completely effortless. It's already planned exactly what we're going to talk about. The episode is already something that exists.
0: So I could just sit back
1: and just, just sit back and relax. relax.
0: So what happens when we try to do that? Just sit back and relax and then let fate unfold.
1: Not much. Dude, nothing! Not, yeah. So yeah, really.
0: it's like, it's, the more you think about it and think about fate, I think, it's just like, the less shit happens. Yeah. The yeah. more you think about it. Because, I
1: mean, my my view on fate is pretty simple. I think objectively, like, there's a certain way atoms are going to interact with each other. There's a certain thing that's going to happen. But we don't have the ability in our mind, like, sober at least, you know, um, to, like, contemplate that, you know? So we have the illusion of choice. And I talked in last week's episode about how I view reality and experience as being the same thing. If we have the experience of free will, then in my reality we have free will. In my view of what is reality, we have free will. But I think on some grander, incomprehensive scale, like, it's it's all... So. And whatever hold on what about this as well whatever happens is what happened and there's no use thinking about what didn't happen you know because that's a whole different world you know that's a that's whatever happens is what happened and I mean I don't know so I could it's go really, both ways language with it, really. Though, yeah
0: because you you telling me that like in my head it's hard to hear that because you say you say in my world it's free will because I have that perception but then you say but in the grander scheme so my question is is your acknowledgement or awareness of that objective truth of well maybe it is faith just because you have that awareness or acknowledgement does that mean that maybe that's your underlying opinion and it's you're not as strong in the belief well I that, think
1: yeah because I think... it's a
0: good that's a good outline and like I, I kind of agree with that and I like resonate with that as well because your experience is your reality but the reality is we kind of do flip-flop between the two at least in my life it's not always free will sometimes I feel like there's no way that I chose for that to happen and it happened that way you know what I,
1: yeah I mean, yeah definitely I do feel like there there are some things that just happen in the universe, we can call them coincidences or, or like miracles or whatever you want to call them. Just the weird things that happen in your life. We are like, wow, that that's really like something else. Like that couldn't have just like, I I feel like, yeah, I feel what you're saying. Like Mm -hmm. there is some, like, I do feel sometimes that there's like a plan to the universe. Like, like Mm -hmm. when you like,
0: all right, let's, let's sort of, take roles here let's battle i'm gonna battle for fate okay you want to battle for free will is that cool
1: i'll start yeah
0: okay so chris fate, fate, fate i know what will happen i know what will happen do you want to know how i know what will happen
1: yeah explain to me
0: imagine a billiard table okay you hit the ball, boop, hits off of the wall, hits in the pocket, bam. You knew that shit was going to happen. If you could calculate every possible um, element of how you were hitting the ball, where it would hit in the wall, you know exactly. Like, all right, so you were going to break a table. For the unhit people who don't know pool or billiards, billiards, Uh, You put the white ball on one end of the table, and you make a triangle out of balls on the other end of the table. You hit the white ball with a stick like, bang, the white ball flings across and hits the other balls, and the objective is to get some of the balls in holes. Holes. Sounds complicated, but if you know what I'm talking about, which you you probably do, it's a pretty popular game. All right, listen, I've been explaining billiards for a minute now, but the point is, what made me do that? Actually, that wasn't the point. I don't even know why I said that sentence. All right. If you could calculate every possible way you were hitting this ball, you'd know exactly what would happen and where every ball would land after you broke that billiard table.
1: You're using the billiards, you planning a shot in billiards as like a metaphor for if you could understand what you're saying is if you could understand every variable of how whatever makes this world happen happens. And how they interact, you could predict everything that was going to happen. Wait, maybe is that what you're you. Saying?
0: Maybe you should be the the the. the fake no, I guy. can I
1: can do free will. I just. All right. I. I think, but I think like that's that's exactly my thing with it is like if you could predict exactly what was going to happen, like to a T, mm-hmm. you'd essentially be like omnipotent, like you'd be God, like well, and like we're like, we, that's what makes us humans is our inability to comprehend the, like the will of the universe. Like we have, you see in so many different, like early religions, like people talk about like what makes humans special. Like God gave us like free will, the ability to choose. And like the gods, like don't have that exactly. Like, and that's like, even like early, early, early humans understood like something that make the thing that makes us human is like, Our ability to make decisions and our ability to impact our environment through those decisions and the understanding of those decisions, you know, that's what makes us that's what we saw made us different than animals, too. Like they just they're one with nature, you know, they're part of the system of nature, Mm -hmm. but we can impact that and make changes to it, you know, and Mm -hmm. our changes matter. You know, I feel like saying fate exists kind of.
0: So the argument for that would be, though, is any decision that you could bring up that you think you made could just be explained scientifically, right? So even down to you putting your socks on your feet, right, can be explained if you just, you know, take it like a reel, wind it backwards, or look into it and analyze why it happened that way. I mean, think of math, so the billiard. All right, going back to the billiard balls, okay? If you hit it at, like, 13 degrees, you do the math, and you're like, all right, if I hit this white ball at 13 degrees, it's going to hit that wall. It's going to hit that ball. And I know exactly where it's going to go. And you hit it, and that happens. It's because you fucking – it's the predetermined – it's the root. It's the only root it could have taken.
1: Man, I think we talked a lot in the last episode about kind of that idea of, like, the subconscious as above, so below, and – As below, so above. You know that our reality exists in infinite length on infinite dimensions. You know, so I feel like there's always going to be variables that you can't comprehend. Like even now, the computers we have, like we're we're now discovering, like with those computers that allow us to understand everything so much, we're discovering shit we can't understand. Like that's what quantum physics is. Like, um. Or quantum mechanics like quantum is just like kind of a fun name for shit. We have no clue what's going on. Yeah. Like when you have atoms together and then you separate those atoms and you change one, the other one changes even though they're separated because they're connected somehow that we just can't understand at all.
0: And that could, that could happen millions of miles away. I mean, just the fact that atoms can become entangled with each other on a quantum level and then be separated by millions of miles or eons or light years or whatever you want to say. Whatever distance it is and still have that sort of intrinsic kind of connection we can't quite understand yet. Like you said, shit we absolutely don't understand. Hey, so what you were talking about earlier, the whole gods thing and like... Um,
1: I don't know. I guess that comes from me being um, recently really interested in like Hinduism. And the idea in Hinduism... And the way, uh, shout out Duncan Trussell, the way he talks about it is kind of like, um, and the way Alan Watts, I'll do Alan Watts' description of it, because it's really interesting. Uh, His description is, um, imagine you're playing a game. Let's go back to our AI episode. You were talking about implantations that would allow you to, like, dream video games and, like, be able to do anything in your mind. Imagine you have something like that, um, and you just... You can do anything you want, and you have forever to do it. You'd eventually run out of stuff to do. You get bored of the omnipotence of the power, and so what you would do is you would create a situation for yourself where you forget you have that power, and you have obstacles. And um, like the in back to the Hindus, the Hindu belief is that everything was God, and then God created the universe, and we're all God. Um, mm-hmm. Ramdas puts it as we're all God in drag, like we're all just um, God experiencing different shit because he it was bored of being omnipotent.
0: Okay, so I I absolutely agree, but just the argument for that that I would say <coughs> is like uh, a lot of logical people would say, if you were a god, they'd say, of course I wouldn't want to forget I was a god. I could do shit and I wouldn't get bored. Blah blah blah. And the argument for that would be is think of a really smart mathematician right and they can turn off sort of their smartness like we can we can look at them as aliens and they're like um you were saying if you had the ability to calculate everything and you knew faith blah 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 it'd be so overwhelming and you know blah 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 it would be your whole mind but we can sort of in invoke ignorance within ourselves and invoke sort of self-imposed ignorance and like take it a step back so like if we were gods i don't think it could necessarily be i want to forget but more like a mathematician going about life like maybe knowing a bunch of these secrets that the lay person wouldn't know but they still can just like be okay in the world be normal go to the fucking supermarket be okay so if you were to know everything faith and be on this god level like Who's to say that you would want to forget that, and you couldn't just live and sustain in that forever, just like a mathematician or a genius can still coexist with the layperson at the supermarket and still just contain that, but be okay. You know. Well, the
1: idea that. is that, like, we have more as, control as I that think. as that all powerful, all knowing. Like, y- if you were to experience time just forever. If you were to live forever, like you're talking an infinite amount of time where those things you talk about where that you would do to not get bored, you would do that infinitely with infinite different variables. Well, and then you'd still be around to get bored. That's and not what I'm
0: saying. That's not, it's not, I'm not saying the God or the mathematician does things to distract them, to make them forget that they're, Smart and overpowering. I think it's just the fact that you would want to forget like I think we're over Dramatizing it a little bit. I think we have more control than you think it's not you'd run out of things to do to distract yourself you wouldn't want to. like w- What makes you think that just it would be okay to be that for forever? Why would that? I don't know It's a good argument and I sort of agree with it Because we can't really understand time in that sense. But just being a human, like, I sort of understand just, like, being okay with something. Like, there are times where I feel like, fuck it, dude. If I stayed in this chair for the rest of my life, I don't give a fuck. So maybe there is a God or whatever. Because there's infinite... If we're talking infinite multiple universes, maybe there is a God that decides fuck it, I'm fine with being a god forever, you know? Fuck it. I'll be a god forever. Forever and ever and ever. There's probably that one god that was just like, fuck it. I, I'm i not gonna forget. I'm not gonna go be a shit. I mean, that's,
1: that's like... So,
0: gods could exist, maybe. Yeah. In
1: the well, so I think we're getting stuck on that, but I, like, I was just using that as an example to explain something else, and that's just Alan Watts's way of explaining it, you know? Like, that's yeah. not how that's not exactly how like um like all like hinduism like sees it you know like um i like to think of it like um there's an episode of rick and morty um where um rick and morty is a cartoon um about a mad scientist grandfather who can go to infinite um realities and his awkward teenage son all right so they're at um, like an interdimensional arcade and there's this cool game. It's just called Roy and Morty puts on the glasses. Morty puts on this headset, this almost like VR headset to play the game. Um, and suddenly he's, you know, being born and um, he's being taught how to walk by parents and he's being taught how to talk by parents. And eventually he forgets he's Morty, you know, and he's being, as he's being taught all this stuff, he forgets he's Morty. And then eventually he's this little boy named Roy who's, you know, going to school and he's just living his life like he would. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he wins the big football game Uh, after high school. He kind of just gets a job because he was really into football, didn't really focus much on grades or anything, but he works his way up in this rug store and ends up being a manager. Um, And then at 60, After living his whole life, you know, having a loving family, kids, grandkids, you know, had a beautiful life. He's a manager at the store. He has wonderful coworkers that he enjoys spending time with. Uh, A rug falls on him and he dies. And suddenly these glasses are pulled off and he's this fucking whole nother thing. He's back to being Morty after living 60 years of his life, you know, like,
0: yeah, I absolutely agree with the possibility of that. It's an interesting thought. I mean, who knows? The universe is so weird that that could definitely be it. Have you ever experienced something called – well, I don't know if it's called that. I call it this. is like the observer effect. So you're – so let me – Yeah, yeah. That's
1: a big thing in like Buddhism and stuff. Oh, cool. I didn't know
0: if it was an actual thing. But I go about my day sometimes and I sort of – I don't know. Maybe it's an autopilot. Maybe you're doing something monotonous. Sometimes it's completely random and you're doing something like really intense or obscure or whatever – Wide or right. This can happen anytime, but you sort of get into a rhythm and you feel like you're an observer to what's happening in the universe. So you're moving your arms, you may you may be walking, but you feel like you're observing your body do this. You're not making those things happen. And you know, I mean there's no way for me to explain this other than it's probably a feeling that you feeling you felt before. Where you feel like you're sort of placed outside of your body and you're not controlling yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, one, like, I mean, I'm sure it's probably more prevalent in people with mental health. I watched Bandersnatch, which is an amazing Netflix. And I really resonated with a part in time when he was like.
1: <clears throat> Hold on. Was, you got to explain this better. Right. You can't just say Bandersnatch. Dude. And then there was a time right. where he who's he? What's Bandersnatch? Okay. Hey, hey, What's hey, it hey, about?
0: Hey. All right. I understand that to talk about Bandersnatch, it is a whole, probably going to take 15 to 20 minutes to even explain and get into it. But the Observer Effect is sort of a feeling, almost like deja vu, but it's different, where it's it's almost an anxious kind of feeling of you're not controlling your body. And I sort of felt this as a kid. I used to get night terrors, and I sort of had this overall feeling that I wasn't controlling what I was doing. I was sort of placed away from it. And whenever I'm feeling like that, it feels like I don't have control of my limbs. It feels like everything is being orchestrated and moved for me. It it feels like fate. Whatever that word, whatever that feeling is, I've talked to so many people that have felt that before where they're like, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm not even controlling myself. Like I'm, I'm cutting a vegetable and I'm like, wow, I could just cut off my finger right now. And they sort of scare themselves, you know? We have like these taboo thoughts in our mind where as soon as we think about it it's like a mental wall and we're like like breaks and we have to sort of like control ourselves our breath gets heavy and you're like which is why i was bringing up bandersnatch there's a scene we'll get into bandersnatch but there's a scene where he's actually holding his wrist back from i think it was pouring tea on a laptop or he's physically stopping his hand from doing something and he's I think in the series he's going through some sort of mental illness, but I think that's something we can all sort of resonate with is that feeling of being out of control sometimes, and we don't even let ourselves fully experience um, what that is or what that force is that's trying to make us do something. Like, you may be laying in bed one night and think, what if I just fucking got in my car and drove to New Hampshire right now? And you're like in your head, you sort of like your heart starts to beat for a second. Like what thinking, what if I lost control to the point where I didn't have control and I was observing myself drive to New Hampshire or do any host of things, you know, just those little anxieties of what if I lose control and I'm stuck observing myself, you know, Mm -hmm. being in that perpetual state of, I don't know, it's kind of a terrifying thought fate, you know, subscribing to fate. It can be real positive and be like, "Oh, fate, I'm going to find the love of my life because I'm supposed to." But like it can also be really constricting and like mm-hmm. and have a lot of dark sides yeah. to
1: it. Um I guess so something that comes to my mind um is tobacco. Mm-hmm. When we are now that we're talking about this free will and this observer effect where I'll be like thinking to myself, um, I've been struggling with a little bit of nicotine addiction for about a year now. Um, I feel sadly it's normal for, um, people our age, you know, or, uh, early twenties, late teens, like start getting into it even younger nowadays, even, but, um, I find myself like actively thinking like, I don't want this right now. I like, I don't Mm want to be doing this i don't want to it's cold outside i don't want to have to go out there to smoke a cigarette it's gonna hurt my throat i'm already sick i i'll have to bring out water with me and yada yada and as i'm thinking that i'm actively like grabbing my cigarettes and putting my coat on and getting ready to go downstairs and go outside it's almost
0: like there's two of you right yeah it's the observer effect it's weird
1: free will my case for free will is the amount of people out there that quit smoking nicotine because now that I'm in it it's, it's impossible to tell from the outside but it literally feels like you're being controlled by something else mm-hmm. like it's like if you've never experienced like being addicted to something it, it might be hard to believe but it's like legitimately like you're thinking I shouldn't be doing this I don't want to be doing this while you're doing it like but there are people out there that have quit shit far worse than nicotine. There are people that have quit nicotine, quit cigarettes. Uh, my dad's one of them, really proud of them, you know. Um, there are people who have quit heroin, people who have quit crack, meth, coke, like everything out there. Alcohol, like, so that really, I don't know, that just feels like free will to me, you know. Being faced with that and like still being able to like have the ability to pull yourself out of that control really feels like free will to me, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sort of reminds me of what we were talking about last podcast, where it's almost like there's a split. There's two of you, you know? There's sort of, there's you, the pilot, and then there's sort of this co-pilot that's sort of doing things and pulling strings, and he's doing something in the background. Now, last podcast, I was getting into subconscious and then your conscious and how maybe that's fate and free will. Now, let's if we're going to revisit that, let's uh let's talk about that for a second. subconscious, a bunch of things happening that you can't control, right? So maybe your subconscious Wait, what was I fucking what was it?
1: Uh What's how it? subconscious relates to um there being uh just fate, lack of free will.
0: Your conscious is your fate. Your, and your subconscious is your free will. That's what it was. Because I think your subconscious is sort of the one making decisions because you're sort of always observing. That's sort of what experience is. It's observing and it's feeling senses. It's not really making the decisions. What's making the what's making the decisions is sort of this abstract thing. Like when you think, "Why am I moving my hand?" you can think of things that relate to what you're experiencing and what you're perceiving, but you can't ever experience or you can't ever explain it more than how it relates to what you're seeing and what you're observing. You can't like, you know, why is that happening? It's more explaining that it is happening and experience that. So bringing it back to your conscious and your subconscious. Your conscious is what we mostly uh, identify with. We are our conscious because that's what's observing. So that could sort of be our, our fate is just... It's supposed to happen. We're only experiencing it. So that's our conscious. And what's making decisions is our subconscious. And that's the free will. So both of them together is us. Because we know we have both. We know we have a conscious and a subconscious as humans. We have dreams. We can't explain why we make decisions. I mean, there's a host of different things. We know we have a subconscious um, why I like the foods. I like, I don't know why I like ketchup and not mustard, blah, blah, blah. So conscious real deal. We know we have conscious because I know I'm looking at you right now. I know I'm talking, I can see it. It's happening. Uh, what was that fucking saying? I think therefore I am or some shit. like Yeah. That. Rene Descartes. Yeah. Descartes said that. So I think maybe subconscious and conscious together is sort of maybe free will and fate together. And it's sort of just this weird metaphor for life. And life is, it's both free will and fate. And we're experiencing them both, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. So that brings it back almost like you're looking at it like um, fate and free will as opposites are like yin and yang. You know, Mm -hmm. they're dancing together. One can't exist without the other, which kind of brings it back to my like um, in the grand scale of the universe, it's fate. But we experience mm-hmm. like the illusion of free will, you know. So
0: there's objective fate, because you can and always explain something free if will. you want yeah. to. You can explain it away if you mm-hmm. want to. But what you're experiencing, and if you are experiencing in the moment, then there's no explaining that needs to be explained. Mm-hmm. And you're not experiencing it, so it's not there. You should um, tell the story about the the arrow and the king. Oh, it, yeah. Right? The,
1: so the the poison arrow, um, it's a story um, from Buddhism. And I think uh, at least the sources I've looked into, you know, the Buddha was interpreted in a lot of different ways. But in the sources I've looked at, the Buddha was talking about philosophy, questions like, um, where do we go when we die? What's the meaning of life? When he told this story, this was his response to questions like that. Um, and he tells the story of this king who's shot in the leg with this um, poison arrow um, or he's shot in the leg with an arrow at first. Um, and then he's like, I, before you pull it out, I need to know who shot it. I need to be able to ask them questions about the arrow. I need to understand it more before you pull the arrow out. Um, and so his guards go and find the person who shot him and it brings him here. And the guy says, yeah, it's a poison arrow. Um, and he's like, oh wait, wait, before you pull it out, uh, his, uh, his guards are like, you, you need to pull it out. Like we got to get it out. It's poisonous. And he's like, wait, before you do go get, a doctor who can inspect the poison. I need to understand more about the poison. We might not need, we might not want to pull it out. It might be something we need to do something with first. And they go get a doctor. uh, And the doctor identifies the poison. um, And I, there's a couple more, you know, the story goes on, but he's basically just trying to understand more and more and more about this arrow. But by the time he understands it completely, uh, he dies. The poison had killed him. It had already spread through his body and he was out. You know, and why do you need me to bring that up? Is that fate and free will? Is that what you well, think kind Well, I just kinda... think
0: it's interesting because I was talking about how you can explain everything and you can make that explanation your perception. So uh, uh, objectively in the universe, there might be fate and you can follow that and you can try to explain that and put a lot of energy into that and that will be your experience. Or you can sort of just live and take it or take free will as your perception and experience. You can just choose. So, uh, the king, he was choosing to make his perception, um, finding this blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't actually know how that pertains to fate and free will.
1: But <laughs> Well, it re- it's a nice well, story anyway. Yeah, it doesn't
0: matter how <laughs> it pertains because I'm just saying, I brought it up because I was talking about explaining everything. You can explain anything away, and this king was just trying to get all the explanations, there's a fucking blah 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 blah. I don't know. I don't really give a shit either. Um but that's interesting when you were talking about that, uh, I was thinking of how we can kind of play. Play with it. Because if faith is the objective reality Fate you, or faith? Faith. Fate. Fluff both. Are they this are they different? Fate, fate and, and faith,
1: faith. Faith is like the like belief in something. And fate, right? And fate is like okay. the idea. I'm of talking that... about fate. All right. I'm talking about <laughs> fate.
0: Um, but what I was saying is, I think you can play with it. You can toy with it. And why I think that is the explanations we give ourselves. So if I was like, all right, I'm going to try to explain why I just ate that banana. I can tell myself I ate it because I'm hungry. And then that, I could just accept that. And that's my life and i explain the reason why an action happened cool or i can tell myself i ate it because i like the taste of bananas not think about it again and we give ourselves these explanations all day long just different and they're all real and they can all pertain but like what really makes it like do i just i don't know pick an explanation like let me try to ask myself like why why did i pick these socks I could just come up with an explanation for myself, but how is that any realer than any explanation, any other explanation? I feel like people just come up with an initial explanation to why they chose that and why free will is a thing, but they can't explain it any further. They just go with their initial thing. Like I put these socks on because I like the color of them. And I understand that you're, you're making the choice for that to be, your choice that's your free will it's just interesting. but then a
1: psychologist might say oh no you chose those socks because they yeah. were on this side of the room they were in a corner yeah and that corner like meant something to your subconscious so you, you know it. you were subconsciously going into a corner because you were put in the corner a lot as a kid or something like that like mm-hmm. you could explain it many yeah. different ways a biologist could explain it in a different way like um someone who studies like uh uh the history of human psychology would explain it like, oh, because our primal ancestors would have done this. Yep. A or a sock connoisseur. Like, yep. A sock connoisseur. Yeah. loved
0: socks. Was like, oh, you chose those because they're the best looking. They're the best looking. You know, we can just choose explanations for shit, and we do that every fucking day but, for everything that happens. But the question is, what makes us choose the explanation that we say? So it's like we might have free will, but still, it comes back to. Well, why did we make that choice? And there's always going to be that. Why? So it's this weird paradox, this yin and yang of chasing each other, not having one without the other. It's
1: so I guess I, the way, the way I kind of am looking at it, um, to go back to the poison arrow story is I kind of see, um, I see, I think I see fate like the poison arrow. It's like the objective truth. Yes. Like the, what the poison is and what all that shit, like Mm. it does matter. But, like, if you get distracted by it, like, at the beginning of our episode, Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, fate's going to take care of everything. So I can just lean back and let shit happen. Uh Nothing's going to happen. Like, that's kind of how I see it. That's why I see. That's why I kind of say, like, our experience of free will. You know, we have the ability to experience free will as humans, even if it isn't real. Even if it isn't object. I'm doing quotation marks objectively real.
0: First things first, I want to. Personally, thank you for bringing it back to the, the poison arrow story because I was a little embarrassed that I brought that up Yeah, yeah, and and I'm really glad that you brought it back to that. (laughs) And then second, just going back on that because it's really important. Um, yeah, that's wicked. Interesting. Looking at the arrow as the fate, the objective truth. So, Hey, that arrow goes in your leg, dude, that's a, that's a poison fucking tip. You're going to fucking, you're going to die either way. But the person that gets shot with that objective truth or that arrow, they can choose to react however they want to that objective truth. So they can decide to be like, ah, objective truth, I gotta take it. (laughs) Or they could take like, mmm, dead. Fate. We're living with them both, I think, man. Subconscious yeah, I feel that definitely I think our subconscious is making decisions a lot of people say dreams are our subconscious and Also most people say unless it's a lucid dream you don't control our dreams and you know, whatever explanation you have for dreams Most people agree that we're not making them in the dream Something else is making them our subconscious or subconscious is making decisions so I wouldn't be surprised if in our waking life, our subconscious was still the one making decisions, but our conscious was experiencing it in what we call the waking life. But, I, wow, that's interesting because in that world, dreams and waking reality would sort of be equal because really what it is is we're a slave to our subconscious. We're just observing Our subconscious is... Guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both states of consciousness.
0: I think we might be lost. I think we might be eternally enslaved inside of our subconscious. And they've flown us treats. And every time we're like, well, we can... We can choose our perception. And right now I'm choosing to be happy. That's really just our subconscious being like, huh. I'm gonna trick them again throw him a little dog treat of like letting them. I think they're up there, man I think our subconscious is really the one fucking Wow, what a shitty life. It would be to be a subconscious though. What would that be like not observing not experiencing? What would life be like? Just making decisions. That's kind of a trippy thought like what would an existence be like just making decisions and knowing you have a conscious that's observing them. I assume
1: it would be the, something like watching Bandersnatch, but on like a bigger scale. Yeah. Cause you're like making decisions, but you're not experiencing them. And, and how,
0: Yeah. How would you even relate to that? Yeah. Either? Like how would you know how it would play out? It's so weird. It's, just it's like, like, it's
1: like, it it's, it's like trying to like, Imagine what blind people see, or imagine what life with like life as nothingness would it's like imagining nothingness, you know? It's like one of those weird yeah. things where it's really hard to like comprehend for us, you know?
0: Yeah, senses. We could do a whole episode on senses, which and we, we will. should, we will absolutely. So, I'm not going to get too heavy into it, but senses, man, those are. Dimensions entirely.
1: All right, if you're going into senses, we went into a little bit of my not right senses. now, but I mean later on in an episode. Um, I also want to do. Last week we talked about it a little bit. How my view on how like consciousness is like upper dimensional. Like that's something I want to get into for a whole episode. You know, I'd like to really prepare on that because that's something I've been thinking about for a while. You know. In a few, yeah. Probably after 10. I'm feeling after 10. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Somewhere in the teens would be a good place. But hey, we're already doing a great episode right now. So first, uh, you're going to hear a little word from our new sponsors. And then uh, do you want to get into Bandersnatch?
0: Yeah, let's get into Bandersnatch after we uh, go over our important sponsors that we're so thankful
1: for. We're here at the Cosmic Man podcast. Are also brought to you by internet.com. Your source for the internet. Go to internet.com. Thanks for sponsoring us, internet.com and flowers. God damn it, fucking mute my phone. Dude, if you fuck up this podcast with your
0: phone, I'm gonna come over there. Boy, boy, boy. I love nerd ropes, man. Everybody's got a love of nerd rope, man. Special. I mean, come on, man. I used to put those fucking in my mouth and suck them till they were fucking gone, dude. Dude,
1: it's friggin' a gummy string with nerds Nerds on it. Yeah, what couldn't you like about it? I mean,
0: if you didn't like nerds
1: or gummy, yeah.
0: yeah. But if you liked them both, you were in heaven. Oh, you? And I did. (laughs) Yes. I was one of the lucky ones. (laughs) Absolute. Heaven. I don't know. Why did nerds fall off? Let's talk about that. Was it faith or fate or, or was it choices that the company made?
1: Oh. Choices or the company made? N- no, no, I not don't know. No, no,
0: no, no. That choices? Was is fate or, or choices that the company made. Why did nerds fall off?
1: I think it was fate, but we have the illusion that it was choices that the company. No, we have the, uh, I think it was fucking um, sociology. Just culture as a whole, not one, not decisions of any individuals, but decisions as from like a friggin' unity of individuals.
0: But it's it, also whatever explanation <coughs> you want to give it, right? Yep. And it's just as real as anything else. I think nerds fell off because fucking uh, people don't really like uh, they don't like the, the word triggers. People don't like that word anymore. Nerds. Nerds. You know? People don't like to call. They either don't like it and it's offensive or they're taking it good because it it has had kind of a weird swing in a weird past few I, years. I um, it used to be hey, can I say something? No. All right. no. Here, there's three three stages I think in my life that nerds have had. The first stage was insult. You called someone a nerd, bad news bear. Second stage, and then it was a trigger. Oh yeah, God. Alright, it was an insult and everybody used it and it was mean. And then it went through history where not a lot of people used it because it was a trigger. And now we're in this weird third phase where it's kind of like a sexy word again. Like you call someone a nerd and it's kind of like cool to to be a nerd.
1: Yeah, like I... It's
0: cool to be a nerdy. It's kind I of never... History. I
1: don't remember it ever um, being like a trigger word. I remember really? it being a word that bullies used. And then I remember it being a word that um, people in the nerd community were giving it like a reempowerment, you know. And then it became it was a positive thing. You like I remember in high school, like when I got to like middle middle high school, like me and my friends would like call each other nerds. Like it was a good thing. Like wow, dude, you're such a nerd. I love it. Like, yeah,
0: I think there was definitely a period in be- period in between for me where nobody used it because it was kind of like one of those off limits word for a second, huh. where it was like like the word retard. Where like that sort of has the same history of when I was a kid because when I was really young everybody used the word nerd and it was okay to use the word nerd and use it as an insult and then there was a period of time where like people didn't accept it and it was around the same time that like you said retard and like bad news. And then people started saying it again in a different way. So I don't know. It was just this kind of weird period in between. I think that kind of like. Where people were getting used to it. I think
1: like that type of thing, other than a a couple certain words that like I definitely understand, that kind of like trigger words thing is a fairly new culture. And I don't remember nerd nerd ever, at least in my experience, I never saw it like that. Like, I think, like, that kind of, like, trigger word type thing is a very uh, new thing, at least since, like, 2014. Before that, there are obviously obviously words that, like, people were like, no, that's off limits, but they were understandable words. Nowadays, it's, um, there there are words that, like, aren't understandable, that people are like, Mm -hmm. hey, you can't say that, and it's like, why not? Like, I used to be fat, I'm allowed to say fat. Like, I used to be fucking, like, legitimately, like... ...on the obese yes. like, part of the scale... ...I'm allowed to fucking say fat. I'm not calling license. you fat. I'm not calling license. you fat. I'm just saying the word fat.
0: I've seen your license. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I don't mean... ...I don't mean three phases... ...like if you were going to take a pie... ...and make three fucking equal slices. Most of the time, it was a fucking insult... ...in my life. And then maybe there was like a year or two period... ...where nobody used it around me. It was weird and it was not accepted... And then people started using it around when I was in high school. People started thinking nerds were sexy. Glasses were cool. yeah. The high school. High bad. school
1: was where it happened for me. No. I feel like there was a period in um, middle school where like me and my friends were calling each other nerds out of love, but it wasn't a thing in culture yet. It was like mm. nerds weren't. They were in a weird middle ground. I'd say I don't know. I'd say sometime it had to be two thousand eight. It had to be fucking Iron Man and the Dark Knight. Those movies amazing good blockbuster superhero movies are really what drove nerds back into a positive culture because mm-hmm. before that all superhero movies were really campy and it turned regular people off and they were like oh comic books are for nerds and nerd call it bad like but then like iron man came along amazing movie great movie even outside of being a superhero movie I
0: never thought like the dark
1: knight the nolan batman i think about it a lot as a nerd um I think a lot about how nerd culture has evolved over time, but like those movies were great movies outside of, even if you like outside of liking comic books, those were good movies. Regular people went to those movies and loved them. And now you see where the Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone. Um, 11 years later, I can't even count the amount of movies and spin-off TV shows, just part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not counting other properties like X-Men and Hulu shows and stuff like it's in the culture. It's big. Mm -hmm. Um, I think podcasts definitely had um, a lot to do with the popularity of nerd culture. Um, I think early podcasters, I think um, a lot of comedians are nerds um, just naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of early podcasters were people who already understood how to use the equipment we're using to record because they were in AV club or they were interested in that stuff because they were nerds. Now they have this ability to reach regular people that are like, oh, podcasts are cool. And like, so everyone early on and even now still are pretty, pretty nerdy, you know, like um, I'd say podcasts and superhero movies were the two big, big things. Um, Because D&D podcasts are definitely what brought D&D back into the mainstream. Oh, yeah. absolutely.
0: Wow. I never really thought of it like that. But yeah, it would make sense that a nerd would know. When nerds are okay to be nerds, yeah, yeah, you, know? you must be living life and friggin' shit must be great, dude. Um,
1: it's weird because I don't fully identify as a nerd anymore. I'm mm-hmm. definitely like I used to be like straight up like like bought comic books weekly, you know, like like was really immersed in the culture. Now I'm definitely more immersed in, um, I don't like using this term, but either hipster or hippie culture, you know, like music festivals, like friggin' weed. Like I'm I'm definitely more of like hippie now than a nerd um but yeah i still have that in me and i still love everything about nerd culture and all the things in nerd culture uh there are a couple things i don't like there's um quite a bit of toxic masculinity still um just like really shitty people but those are kind of closed off communities now there are a lot more um good nerds out there now you know
0: yeah absolutely another word that's had a weird life and like in a short period of time and even before I was born, but like in my lifetime has had a crazy life is the word gay. So when I was from when I can remember, everybody used it sort of as an insult, but also not as an insult and just used it a lot. And it was really, just everybody yeah, said it. Yeah, it was the young people said it, the old people said it. When I was younger, you know, oh that's gay. Even yeah, you know, even not referring a, to a you person. Know, it was a thing to say. And then there was, there was definitely a defined period where it became like really wrong to say. Like it's no longer okay and accepted. Like I, I never hear anybody describe anything as gay anymore. It's like, it's wicked, wicked trigger word.
1: I think the gay community does. But like, like, a, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. in the I'm same talking,
0: vein. I'm talking prevailing culture and its yeah. stages, and I don't think it's totally had its comeback yet because the general public isn't yet comfortable using it again yeah. in in its new form. And I, hey, I can't fucking wait. I want to be a proponent. I want to start using it in a good way. But it's almost hard because if you do, some people still think that you're mocking it and still thinking it think you're using it in a good way so you have to explain a lot you know so if you want to use like oh that's that's gay you know or however it was usually created it's just it's hard when there's so many people and so many people reacting to what you're doing and we're living in this social media universe it's we're not quite there yet with the word gay again and it being okay and people in the general public being comfortable with it but i want to be People yeah, they're able to use that shit.
1: Um, I watched a really um, interesting video that pertains like really closely to this topic recently. Um, it was um, there's this YouTuber uh, and podcaster uh, H3H3. Uh, he, did, he like reacts to things that are going on in culture and stuff, um, and he tries to bring comedy out of some shitty things that are happening on YouTube and whatnot. And um, he did a video recently on uh, there's this other channel. I have to explain it because he was reacting to it. Uh, the Fine Brothers, they do this, um, uh, r- their own reaction series, but it's like uh, they show like groups of teens or old people or parents, just different like types of people. It's gotten really popular outside of them, but they'll show them a piece of media and see what they think of it. And like a group of people like our age, like millennials, like young millennials were shown Seinfeld um, and they did not like it. They were very, very offended by Seinfeld. Um, and there's one episode specifically, um, that they were offended by. Um, and it's the episode where two characters, um, Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza are mistaken for a gay couple. Um, and the comedy of the episode, the comedy of the show is kind of about how shitty the people are anyways. Um, kind of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia or trailer park boys. Like they do shitty things and that's where the comedy comes from. That's the point. They were really, they were trying very, very hard Like they were like very outward about the fact that like, no, we're not a gay couple. And they were, the whole episode was them trying to prove to a girl that they weren't gay, but like, because they're best friends and they're always like together, she would walk in on like weird things. And because it's a comedy, they'd always be doing something weird. So she kept thinking like getting more and more evidence that, oh, you're gay. And they were really pushing back. Like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And the, um, Our people our age were like, oh, that's like that's offensive because there isn't anything wrong with it. Just because you're saying not that there's anything wrong with it doesn't mean yada, yada, yada. They were like complaining about the episode. And he brought up the fact that that specific episode when it came out won a GLAAD award, which is an LGBTQ like um, program that like like says like when media is like they prep, they present awards to different people who are doing good things for the community, uh, the LGBT community. And it won an award because it was like the first time on TV that someone said not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, when wow. saying I'm not gay, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that. That was the first time like on TV that that had happened. Like early 90s, late 80s. Like um, gays wow. were just a punchline back then. And it was the first time that it was like, um, and obviously like the episode itself wasn't anti-gay. It, it didn't come off with that. Well, but these these kids were just looking at it like, oh, this is offensive just because of the thing that's happening, ignoring the content. Well, let's hear that. Like,
0: here's the thing. The sequence of event that happened, so if that Seinfeld episode was a real life and those were a sequence of events, that sequence of events is not wrong at all. You know? I mean, objectively trying to explain to a girl that you're not gay and blah, blah, blah. And the These joke things, of, the yeah. joke of
1: the episode was that he liked her and that's sure, why they were yeah. trying to explain. See, what
0: I'm trying to say is, the sequence of events is okay in real life. But the thing is, what their point is, is why would you make a show of it? Is what, like, we understand that the sequence of events is okay. And they're not getting mad about what the content is of the episode. Is the fact that why would you, why would you make that? And I'm not talking about the people at the time. Because I understand they could have gone to the word of the time. Yeah, but I just... just... the people reacting to it now. It's interesting as... I'm not saying I agree with them, ice. I think that's what they're getting like mad about is not the actual sequence of events that happened. Because if that happened to them, it'd be fine. If that happened to me, but why
1: does it have to be an episode? But why does
0: it have to be an episode? Why do you even have to make that? Yeah. You know that's what I think they're mad about. Because the episode, fucking who cares? They're trying to explain to a girl that it's not bad shit that happens. But why would you make it? And that's sort of. I think just our culture now is like, yeah, but why would you do that? I don't care. It's not bad, but like, why? It's just very, yeah. kind of like, yeah, I just think it was interesting to that bad shit. Like it everything. was, it was, uh,
1: it was, a, it was an episode of television that had been recognized by the LGBT community yeah. as something that was very, very positive. But nowadays, like just because of like the situation that's happening in the words that are used, it's a no, no, you know, like, um,
0: I got a question for you. Yep. Is it detrimental or beneficial to our species that we completely replace ourselves within a matter of 110 years on planet earth?
1: That all the humans that were alive 110 years ago are now yes. dead. That's what you're referring to. Is it beneficial?
0: That our lives as a species, are about 110 years. We oh, is it beneficial? Like a skin cell. All right. Beneficial or detrimental? Because we have to... I mean, why I asked that, let me give a little pretext, is because if it... You could say, well, I guess... I uh, think, My pretext was just going to be um, an answer, so go
1: ahead. I think beneficial. I mean, like, you could say that, like, if we were... If we had longer lifespans, we'd be able to do more in our own lifespan. But like, look what we've already done as humans with these lifespans and even shorter back then, you know, like 110 is, a, is the new number. It used to be like 70, 60, 50, some at some points in some cultures, it was like people were dying in their 30s. Um, I think it's just fine. You know, um, I have no like I am so... I don't say this in a negative way. I think like, I don't want to put people down who think about it, but like immortality for some reason to me is such a, like a concept that just turns me off so much. Like, it's just a boring concept to me. Not that we can't talk about it, but to me, immortality is just like, why?
0: I think it's just, it's not immortality. That's boring to me. I think not dying is boring to me. Like not knowing, like it might be cool to live forever. Like that's, or at least 100 years longer, like, that might be cool. It's not necessarily boring to me. But not being able to experience death, that mystery, that sounds pretty fucking boring to me. Like, not knowing? God, that's like knowing yeah, there's just a surprise. Yeah. I mean, I guess for someone who hates surprises, they're the kind of people yeah. that would be like, yes, I would like to sign up for another 400 years, and I'll be <coughs> in 400 years. You know what I'm saying? But why I ask that question is because I think there's a lot of obstacles to it. It's like, uh, my instinct is it, it'd be easier because we could teach values more because, like, we're talking about the life of these words. So the word gay, the word nerd, the word retarded. And um, it won an award at the time with the lesbian and gay community, right?
1: The LGBT yeah. And,
0: the LGBT community, and now the LGBT community, the spirit of that, which may be the same, but completely replaced people-wise, not completely, but I'm just talking in general, what the species does, They, because they're new people, they sort of have to fend for their own ideas and, you know, the communication, we have to communicate everything within 110 years. And with learning more, that's more and more and more we're going to have to start communicating Within a matter of 110 years. So it's either we start using computers and AI or we start leaving shit behind. I mean, we're already fucking fuck cursive, right? We're going to start having to leave fucking simple math behind 100 years. We don't even teach algebra in school anymore. We're into gigabig-jig-dology.
1: I think we'll always have algebra. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I think we'll always have all the maths. Like... I, don't know. I think you need, they're, they're built on each other. It's like saying, like, we have this pyramid. In 100 years, we won't need the bottom. Yeah. We'll just take the bottom out.
0: Okay, think of the fucking brain though, bro. It can only have too much. And if you have to communicate all the knowledge of a species in 110 years to, to the off stream, what I'm saying is we are getting so much more knowledge into our human brains now more than ever with AI and stuff. What I'm saying is we're going to have to leave shit behind because we don't have space. We can't physically, I think with our brains at this point, hold on to fucking algebra because we're going to have, like, I'm just saying we're going to have to leave primal shit behind. Just like we don't think about shit that some cavemans think about that and we we probably can't even know that they thought about it because they were thinking about it. And they were like animalistic and primal. And there's instincts.
1: I know exactly no, what no, no, the no. fucking cavemen were thinking. No. Bullshit. Because okay. the cavemen were on okay. mushrooms. And I'm on mushrooms okay. too.
0: Bro, 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 bro. Okay. I'm not. Okay, not thinking. But a good example is instincts. Think of some instincts that we left behind. At the time, they were so fucking essential to them. We'd be talking to kidmen like, ooh, 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 ah, uh, ah. Uh, and I'd be like, someday, ooh, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, we're not going to have this instinct anymore. And you're going to be like, we always will have this instinct. It is the most important instinct. And hey, look, a few hundred thousand years later, I don't have the fucking instinct to fucking... no. no. Eat my fingernails no, I think- anymore.
1: No, 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 no. Dude, think if because we were talking just earlier about the subconscious, bro. What if that's where the what if that's where knowledge and instinct goes, bro? Like I think like we haven't like on an evolutionary scale, Mm -hmm. like us and us from two hundred thousand years ago, we haven't evolved much. Mm -hmm. They our brain power is just about the same. We just have more of a certain understanding of certain things, but we have the same brain power, you know, like we haven't evolved much. We've changed culturally, but like, I don't think we've changed dramatically as a species.
0: If you say, if you argue that your perception is your reality, if in a hundred thousand years, we're not paying attention to fucking algebra anymore, then that's not our reality anymore. I don't know how you can, like, I understand that our consciousness is going to change and we're going to be smarter and our capacities are going to change and we're going to dig out more space and maybe subconsciously algebra-, algebra will be there but if our reality is our perception then algebra is fucking No, gone I'm, to I'm us. still on algebra the start. I'm still
1: on the like the just the from the way math works like we're not as a species going to abandon algebra.
0: Okay. Maybe abandon is a wrong wrong word entirely but it's going to be like Nothing dude,
1: I think like I think if anything if you're talking about like we only have a certain amount of space in our brain For stuff we're just going to get um, like more Um, Hold on. How do I phrase this like we're still gonna teach algebra. We'll just start We'll start at the top and stop teaching that stuff to like certain students, but then just have way more specialized trades in the future where like you'll wanna get into like mathematics so you'll be able to learn all the math always known known as humans. Like
0: okay, maybe there's always gonna be a way to learn algebra. Or maybe not. Is there a way that I can somehow feel the instinct that I felt the evolutionary back in the day? Algebra like
1: algebra isn't just a class, it's a type of mathematics. Algebra is like uh uh, multiplication, division, like, um, friggin' PEMDAS, like, all that shit. Like, there's so much math that's algebra that we didn't learn in algebra class. Like, so you can't think of it like they're just gonna cut out algebra. There's still gonna be algebra that's being taught, bro.
0: No, no, I'm thinking fucking in a grand scheme, bro. We're talking evolutions. We're talking species passing on information. So I'm talking about one round is 110 years. So we're talking like A hundred rounds, bro. We're not fucking teaching algebra anymore. Yeah,
1: we are. No, we're not. I just, I don't think it's going to fucking disappear, bro. It's, it's, even if you don't teach it as the class that is algebra, algebra as a math fucking is still going to be taught regularly to humans.
0: I'm not, no, I'm not arguing that it's not going to exist anymore because we know what a fucking instinct is, but it's not part of a reality anymore. Algebra... I think we're going to be so fucking vastly different. It's going to be like cookie shit to us, bro. It's going to be nothing. It's going to be literally like what our instinct are as human. Our intuitive... So you
1: think algebra in a certain amount of years is going to be intuitive, like like pressing a button. So like doing algebra is going to be like...
0: No, it's not even going to be anything that we think of. (laughs) It's going to be as unimportant as us just walking from me to that shelf. We don't... We're the it.
1: only the only way I pass see it. us like f- passing algebra is if we just.
0: This just turned into like, how do we pass, bro? I got a sixty three and I need a sixty nine to pass this class.
1: I think if we, back to our episode on AI. Shout out to our episode on AI. Yo. Um, that episode was fate that that happened, bro. Um but th- fucking is if back to math cuz we're arguing about math. Um uh what was I going to say?
0: You're trying fucking to-
1: artificial intelligence. <gasps> okay. Artificial intelligence. I think the only way we're going to abandon algebra. I know you're technically I'm not I'm not saying abandon. I'm just using the word to relay the fucking message your point uh, fuck off um the only way we're going to abandon algebra is if we just have the ai doing math for us and then we're just going to abandon all math so there's no point in saying like
0: yeah,
1: yeah. probably like i think that, that's th-
0: probably how it will happen i think like but <laughs> like if
1: if that never happens it won't happen naturally with us gaining more information i think it's going to be something that I just, I think it's so, it's such an integral part of every other type of mathematics. As long as we have mathematics, we have algebra.
0: Okay, as long as we fucking have fire, we're warm and we don't get eaten by yeah, the light. Yeah, but fire is like a, a different
1: important. concept. No, like,
0: it's no, it's not. No, it's not. it's not. Fucking algebra. It's literally, we are going to be so fucking past algebra, bro. we don't need to think about it. It's going to be so fucking instinctual. When we learn the other shit if we can learn other shit and there's a thread through it all we won't need to fucking learn algebra you know because we don't need to have we don't need to fucking build a fire and cook our food because we have a fucking oven it's not part of our fucking reality we can go do it if
1: we want i i just i think like but like it's not like like it's different with math because like with fucking like even calculus like something above calculus if there's something way above calculus someday um like, you're still using, like... Algebra is such a, like, a base level of mathematics. It's just in everything else. That's you assuming need it, that like...
0: We, dude, that's assuming that we know so much math. We know... Nothing. Yeah, nothing I get that. Like, so, if algebra is at the start, everything else that we have is also at the start. So, in a hundred million years, if we fucking double and we have this exponential growth, the fucking... Everything at the beginning doesn't matter. It's so minuscule. Anything that we know now is not going to matter. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. but
1: Yeah, I still don't think so, dude. All I... right,
0: we'll see in fucking... I guess we won't see. Cause yeah, I'm it won't be in our lifetime. is 110 years, ladies and gentlemen.
1: You're talking 100 rounds? 100 rounds. Maybe more. I don't know. Maybe we're more. Talking You're the just taking be... eventually. Okay,
0: well, we're talking the difference between a caveman and us now, and I was using instincts as an example of something... An instinct could be compared to an algebra. Alright, I don't
1: see any comparability between fire and stoves and algebra and calculus. You know what I mean? Okay, like, I me... just. They're different things entirely.
0: No, bro. I'm talking about. You can fucking forget anything. Anything that's not in your perception is something that you can categorize as something you can fucking forget. So, algebra, it's the same as fucking fire. If it's not in your reality.
1: Bro, I think if we forget it, your... we're gonna rediscover it, dude.
0: Maybe. Just like the dribble, like that doesn't go against what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's going to be a point in time where humans, algebra is not going to be something that's in our perception. But you're gonna, what you're saying that bugs me, that
1: I understand is like, then what, but then what, what then bugs what? me is you're saying we still have math. We have something way above algebra, but without algebra, that doesn't make sense not, to me.
0: No, I'm not saying without algebra. I'm saying algebra will not be in our perception. The instinct doesn't go away. We're just not using it anymore. an instinct. I know, bro. I know. I'm using it as an example, as something that can leave over hundreds of thousands of years from a human. I know instinct isn't math. I'm just saying, using it as an example. Okay? Instinct. We thought it was very important at the time. I know instinct isn't math. Okay?
1: We again. still have instincts, though.
0: I know, but there are certain instincts that we had at the time that we probably were perceiving at the time that's so important that we we don't perceive now. Just like math, we're using it and perceiving it now.
1: Instincts aren't always necessarily something you perceive, though. Dude, Instincts are like subconscious, bro.
0: I know. I'm using the word perception because you said your reality is your perception, what you're experiencing. So it's an instinct we don't experience anymore, although it still could exist in the universe, because everything can exist at the same time, or whatever. It The instinct still exists, but we're not experiencing. Just like algebra, it's still going to exist, but it's not going to be in our perception, therefore not in our reality. That's what I'm trying to say.
1: Alright, bro. I'm I'm just, this I don't snap. think we're going to agree with each other, and I don't feel like arguing for the whole podcast. We'll see. But... Yeah. The can't the flame. The the flame.
0: The thread. Whatever it is, that's whatever it is, man. Let's let's reunite in like a hundred thousand.
1: Yeah, bro, I have this theory on reincarnation that like I don't know, I think like I visualized it one time while tripping as like I had these closed eye visuals that were like tons and tons of stars and little like meteors just shooting through the stars and like the meteor was like the flame, I guess, the the thing that reincarnates and the stars were like the egos, the lifetimes, and like the ones there were some that would like get together and they'd like stay together for a minute because they'd be like whoop pulled together, mm-hmm. and they'd be like such a big part of one life that they were gonna go on to the next life and be a part. And like sometimes they like cross and sometimes they split and come back together. Like
0: Dude, I don't know, bro. Like, I think like if you're we, explaining
1: like if we make enough of an impact on each other's life in this lifetime, like who's to say like what we like are beyond this won't like still have an attachment to each other, you know, like
0: bandersnatch
1: bandersnatch. Do you mind if I take away just the rundown of it? Give him away. Bandersnatch is a movie on Netflix made by, uh, the people who made black mirror. Um, black mirror is, uh, I don't know, just a really trippy series, usually has to do with technology, usually has a pretty like rough ending. You've seen more of the series than I have. I've seen every Um, episode, yeah. But yeah, they made Bandersnatch, which is um, a movie, but it's interactive. You get to make decisions. It's like uh, the uh, old choose-your-own-adventure books, uh, which make an appearance in the movie. Uh, Because interestingly enough, very much in the style of Black Mirror, a movie about making decisions for a character is about a character who's trying to make a choose your own adventure video game. And those of you who watch black mirror may be like what those already exist, but this one takes place in the past. What What? takes place in the eighties, like early, early video game era. Um, he's trying to, uh, recreate, uh, spoilers, by the way, um, uh, yeah, spoilers from here on out. We're talking about Bandersnatch. For sure. Um, we'll probably... Do you want to end the episode talking about Bandersnatch? Or should we edit in a, a length to give them to?
0: We can snatch
1: it. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to give a complete... Um, or a r- r- good rundown up until the first choice. Then we'll start fucking talking about it, bro. Run the mile, All right. dude. So, it's about this kid. Um, he loves this book. It's called Bandersnatch. It was written by this guy... Um, and it's like this really, really lengthy choose your own adventure. And it's like really hard to get through because there's so many choices. It's like, um, they end up representing it through like kind of like a tree looking thing. It's like got tons of branches. So it's like really good for its time. And he wants to make a video game out of it. Um, so he goes, um, so yeah, he's writing this Bandersnatch video game. He's starting to develop it, I think at the beginning of the movie already, um, and it's re- really interesting because it's a choose-your own adventure movie about a choose-your own adventure game that this guy's creating. Um,
0: it's uh, it's Inception essentially, Bandersnatch version. There's three layers, not just two. Yeah.
1: Oh, but that comes in way way later, and sometimes you might not get it. That's the wh- book. No, the the third layer.
0: The book. The video game. In the episode that Black Mirror made.
1: Oh, I'm talking about the uh, the very end.
0: No. So maybe there's yeah. four layers. So
1: yeah, we'll get into that later yeah. then.
0: It's just three layers. It's interesting because there's an episode about making a book. Or there's an episode about making a video game about making a book.
1: Well, it's a movie. It's not just an episode. It's a little longer than the episodes are, right? Were the episodes an hour each?
0: I don't know. I don't even know if I would call it. Felt it felt more movie. like a movie I feel to like, me. I feel like they need a new name for something because like it's that.
1: not part of a season or anything. I think they need it's a really, new name for something like no, that because of, I mean it's a it's an interactive movie. Or interactive media no that would be video games yeah they're really this is real and that's why that it's groundbreaking because we we don't know how to describe it video games already exist movies already exist there are a lot of people complaining about this online and there's a response uh i'm gonna have to find it because i don't want to misquote him because it's amazing but the creator was basically like no like this is groundbreaking like fuck you like whoa wait Um, well it was basically like People were complaining and he was saying like, if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Fuck you. Like it was a really interesting response. So
0: real talk, um, Bandersnatch, the, the choose your own adventure thing. There's only a certain amount of possible calculatable storylines you could go through, right? So if you think about it on a weird scale, wouldn't any video game, so even something like call of duty be a pick your own adventure game
1: um because you could calculate i mean yeah but those are games this is this is um i don't know this is live action bro yeah people were complaining about it um online said there were some people that don't like it um i don't want to make decisions i don't want to do any of it well fuck off then do something else and there's some people who think Oh, it's too simple as a game or games have done this before. Well, this isn't on a gaming platform. It's on Netflix. I'm well aware that of what your computer game is. Thanks. Like he's saying like, it's, it's its own thing. Like it really, like it, I think it's groundbreaking. I think like it being on Netflix for like everyone is like, Uh like something else. Like it's a movie, but it's interactive. It's not a video game at all. So like you could, you could fucking do this with your remote control. All
0: right. So you know how fucking Elon Musk talks about how we're kind of already cyborgs and it's sort of a latency thing and he kind of looks at it as a as a spectrum. So glasses using glasses was the first cyborg. So it permanently is changing your perception of reality and it's something that's not a part of you, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's intrinsically connected. So it's cyborg. And we're What he wants to do, he wants to do a brain interface with a computer to uh, improve latency, so from a straw to a highway, essentially. So just in an abstract way, I'm comparing video games to Bandersnatch. If we sort of look at it like latency, and you could calculate every single thing that could happen, they're both sort of presented in a different way, but if one was like a million tempo and one was like, Point one tempo. Bandersnatch being the low tempo and fucking Call of Duty being the high. Mm-hmm. Because you could calculate with every little thing I that feel you. Happen. So when you're in the space of Call of Duty you could sort of in abstract thought think of that as something that's presented to you just like a movie but your decision rate is at like a million decision rates per second because you're moving very yep. fast. Whereas with Bandersnatch the latency are like your decisions just come way, way periodically. So the space between them is wicked small. Yeah. So if you're looking at it on an abstract spectrum, of course they're different. Just like a boot is different than a sneaker, but they're both footwear. It's just, of course we need names for for all of them. That's what I was arguing before. For sure, it should have its own name. It's not a video game. But if we're looking on a spectrum, it's interesting that like it's kind of like a low latency like they're giving you most of the perception and there's i don't know it's just so yeah i guess what
1: that makes me think of is whatever we have in 200 years when we're looking back on history these two things will be in the same paragraph video games were invented interactive movies were invented same paragraph paragraph in a history book in high school i'll agree with that for sure yeah i kind of get that that like in the grand scheme of things they're going to be really close but Mm -hmm. like I think on just the just the scale of interactive media we have now only goes back, um, like at least like late seventies at the very least, but like eighty five was available to the public, like fucking Nintendo. Like I feel like Pong and Atari probably came like at the very very least I'd put it at like seventies. Like, um, Sanders so just in, in eighty four,
0: right? yeah,
1: j- yeah, um, it does, um just in what we have now as a timeline like it's a pretty groundbreaking thing sure. cuz we're still in the very early days of video games yeah. and i'm sure in 200 years if you were going to study interactive media they would definitely have their own textbooks mm-hmm. and maybe even classes but like i don't know in the like in in the regular eye of the average person in 200 mm-hmm. years they're the same exact thing yeah like,
0: i guess we're if we're just like Classifying the abstract scale, like you could even compare like a movie to a video game, with like a movie, you you have the choice of start, stop, I think, pause, but it's something that's presented to you. Yeah, okay? I think
1: that's gonna take longer for them to be the same thing, but um, I think, yeah, you could say, yeah, yeah. um, you get to it, It's really cool. There's this one decision where you get to uh, pick music. And it actually like affects the soundtrack yeah. of the movie itself. Uh, you get to pick cereal. It affects a commercial. Um, but then there's the first big decision, um, and you like go. Do you want to give a quick rundown?
0: I don't remember the first decision. Fuck.
1: All right. Yeah. There's 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 quite a bit. Like it's a you make a lot of decisions. I think I think there's something you talking to your father and you ignore him because like you have a difficult relationship with him, whatever part of the s- s- plot structure, but then you like, um, go to a video game developer and pitch them your idea. And that's where the first, like, um, d- big decision comes in where you're like, wow, I get to whoop choose between two real opposites. Like, I think
0: there was, there was two, three really potent, potent moments in Bandersnatch. Oh, for think. sure. Like, yeah. One being, um, The main guy. What was his name?
1: The main character.
0: The guy who was not Colin.
1: The main character. All
0: right, so the main character and Colin have an acid trip. and um, Oh, yeah. Colin just goes philosophical, bumble, saying some crazy stuff. And, wow, very poetic. Yeah,
1: so he starts talking about the infinite realities that exist because of the choices we make. Every, cho- every decision you make, no matter how small, creates a different fracture of reality. Um, and...
0: So, uh, another p- moment, potent moment in Bandersnatch was breaking... Wait, but that- tell what
1: happens after he does that, bro. The potent decision. What's that? The potent decision that you make after oh, he's, like, I'm... talking about that shit. It, it goes into, like, a crazy decision.
0: I, I never, I was never bringing up a potent decision. Oh. I don't give a fuck about the decisions, actually. Yep. Snatch is great. Potent moments that just were memorable to me. Oh, all right. It was the Cullen scene, but I'm sure but there yeah, was a after. Decision. And then another one was when they broke that wall and you started to sort of, control the main character. Oh for and, sure. Uh, yeah, and you were yeah. So, the rundown of that is there's this dude, we mean Chris, can't remember his name, but we're going to call him main character. And he's on his computer and uh like a text thing comes up and it says it explains essentially Netflix and it explains that you're part of an interactive game and it it gives him the rundown of it. It breaks the wall
1: and you tell ex- him you tell him Like he asked for a sign from God and like you, if you hit Netflix, Netflix shows up on the thing. And he's like, what's that? And you try to explain it to him, but he just can't understand it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they explain what Netflix is and they explain that you're controlling. They explain to him that we, the, the viewer, so I or Chris or you is controlling him. And at that moment, when they explained that, I had a feeling in my heart and in my soul that in some weird way, in the multiverse somewhere, I was actually controlling uh, the character in this game. Yeah,
1: yeah, it really emphasizes, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I felt empathy, and I actually... The choices from that moment forward, even to this virtual character in this video game, somehow... I felt inclined to make better decisions towards him. Now that he knew that I was controlling him in this abstract kind of trippy way. It was it was a really potent moment for me. Yeah. That was yeah, a
1: really potent moment for me was after that. I had that same connection. So I made a couple decisions and there was this really bad one. It was like kill your dad. Yeah, something. it was kill your dad. And I was like, you know what? I can't deal. I literally like couldn't deal with like making decisions because I so felt that I just didn't make a decision and it auto decides to the one that won't end the game Uh. and not killing your dad ended the game. Like you didn't kill your dad. You went back to therapy. Oh, I went on that timeline. Yeah. And then you got like a two out of five. I think you no you. Yeah. You got like so the endings give you ratings on how the game turned Mm -hmm. out. And that one gives you, like, a middle score. It's like, you fucking stopped going crazy. You got on your meds. You made a 2.5. Yeah. You're good. Um, I, it auto-corrected to the kill your dad. And oh. <gasps> so I didn't touch it, but then I made him kill his dad. So my not interacting with him made something worse happen. And I was like, holy wow. shit, I get to start doing good shit. And um, basically... Um, on the kill your dad one. Um, I ended up. So there you go down a lot, you kill your dad and then it's like, all right, chop up the body or bury it. And, um, one of them has a couple different things that don't work out. One of them, I think it's like the chop it up is the one that I eventually had to go down, um, to oh, wow. get into it without, uh, ending it, um, on a bad one. And, um, I eventually went down that one, um, and like after a little shit happened, um, uh, like someone comes over, no matter what someone comes over, you can't avoid someone coming over. It's either Colin or the head guy at the video game company. He's like this Middle Eastern dude with a long ponytail and a beard, glasses. He comes over, sees the body, um, calls the police immediately. Colin comes over, sees the body, doesn't give a fuck, goes upstairs. Um, you show him the game and you're like, dude, I killed my dad. Like you entrust in him. And he's like, um, all right, well, uh, are you going to kill me? And then you decide. Um, and I decided no, but I read online that if you decide, yes, he just takes it. He literally just like, is like, can you at least make it quick?
0: That's crazy because there's another moment in it where, um, They're both tripping on acid.
1: That's what I was going to bring up when you brought up the acid. On the
0: deck, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 stories up or whatever. If you fall, you're dead. And Colin, you know, goes on explaining, um, none of this matters. Uh, there's a hundred different paths. There's a hundred different reasons, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you have the option to jump off of the ledge or have Colin do it.
1: Yeah. He's like, it's me or you, man. And if
0: you, if you choose Colin, he just fucking jumps right off the edge. And if you choose you. Jump right off the
1: fucking yep. edge. It's crazy. I man. uh, I chose me, cause I <laughs> vibed more with Colin, than the main character. I was like, I had
0: Colin jump.
1: Dude. Yeah, dude. I'm. I was fucking rooting for Colin, dude. I don't know why. I just vibed with him a lot. So I was trying to like. I was like, well, I guess like this is gonna restart. So like. I don't know. I'll just do that. Like, and so it's almost like his speech about there being infinite realities didn't convince the character, but it convinced me as the decision maker. I was like, yeah, if there are me dying, will bring me back to before this happens so I can just avoid you know, this entirely. Kind of
0: another way that wow. Snash broke the third Holy wall. Yeah. So you much. You're... And he literally him.
1: convinced call me to, convince you, to kill. Your yeah.
0: In some reality. So he was like, it's Call me or it's you. And shit. me
1: as the viewer, I was like, "Yeah, I vibe with what you're... It's just a TV show. Like, boom, kill them." And he won. His name was Stefan. He did. Um, it. Yep. Um, but then it brought me back before the acid trip. So I was able to... Uh, you're being taken to the therapist by your father. And Colin, there's a decision, go with Colin or stay with dad. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, You can either decide to go with Colin, which is what takes you to the acid. I stayed. I went with Colin the first time, Mm -hmm. um, which is what got me to the acid trip. But um,
0: I stayed with Dad, but I still got to the acid trip. Really? Yeah. So there must be some. Yeah, it
1: it must be an important thing. But I was able to. I was able to avoid the acid trip um, after that because. Like, and people were saying online that, like, the decisions you make in one timeline, even if you fail and go back, affect the others. Yeah. So, Colin's almost multi-timeline. He just kind of knows. Colin's and, like a god. Yeah. He he was literally... I was able to avoid taking acid with him to keep him alive. And I saw this map online that was all the decisions you can make. There's a whole timeline where Colin dies. And when you kill your father, his wife comes over instead of him. Um, and so basically the ending I got. um, So the writer of the book Bandersnatch went crazy and killed his wife. Uh, I don't think it's a book in real life, but in the show, the um, writer of the Bandersnatch book went crazy, killed his wife, killed himself. I think. Um, And he had like these writings on the wall that were like the branches of reality, the branches of choices. So he basically, my understanding was he probably had a breakdown in the way Colin had like a a logical enlightenment, you know, Mm -hmm. like it caused Colin to be like, whatever, but I'm not going to do anything. Like, I'm not going to fuck up someone, but like in Bandersnatch author, he was like, fuck. And he like,
0: bro, that brings it back to what I was talking about earlier. When, if you were a God, who's to say you, you couldn't control yourself and just be like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I just got enlightened, but like, it's cool. I'll just be, you know, I'll casually be enlightened. Why isn't, why can't, why,
1: yeah, I'm just why talking is, like, I think, I don't think it's impossible, but like in, uh, like in infinity, in bro, in things. infinity, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, eventually, like you'll get to that point where you forget oh, that you're a God. That's about, the point.
0: What about algebra though? Will you forget about that in the scale of things
1: as a God? I mean, it like a, as an enlightened God being, yeah well, you need I mean, order, if you're if you're a god, you'd be omnipotent, which is all knowing. Uh-huh. And algebra is inside of that infinity, bro. Mm-hmm. You'd be infinite in your knowledge. Uh, so algebra would be contained in it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I agree with that. It always exists. But then is when you forget, then when
1: you forget
0: Alright, back to Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch.
1: Um yeah, so Bandersnatch, basically my ending um uh was that Colin came out with the game. The game got five stars, but then he was found out about killing his dad, not Colin, uh, Stefan, the main character, uh, created the Bandersnatch game, um, got five stars on it. It was an amazing release. It, um, it was a groundbreaking game, but then he was found out about killing his father. Um, the decision I like backed off for, uh, and then, uh, uh, went to jail and the game was like smashed. Like, like, they were just all, like, thrown away. Like, just because, like, wow, that's crazy. We don't want our kids doing that. In the 80s, that would have been a thing. Parents were like, nope, I don't want you having a murderer's game. like, mm-hmm. um, And
0: then he'd probably go crazy, like the uh, author of been.
1: Yeah, in jail. It shows him in prison carving that symbol, that, like, branch. branching out symbol. Yeah, that um, the author wrote. But then it gives you a whole nother scene in the future where you're controlling a girl, a video game developer in modern days, 2018, but it's a, it's a, yeah,
0: grandchild.
1: it's a black mirror, um, 2018. So she like, she's developing the movie black mirror. I mean, not the movie, uh, the movie Bandersnatch. Like she's like looking at Colin and like programming decisions and you're controlling her. And then you just like, you just like either so many levels either destroy either pour tea on the um which is what I'm doing with my hand keyboard. that I assumed our listeners could um see um pouring yeah tea on the keyboard or like breaking it and just smashing it up that's how it ends like there's that little it's almost like a post credit scene bro which was brilliant but it's literally not like it's like a weird like post story story wow
0: and you know <laughs> it really leaves you with the feeling of not knowing what was real about it, what wasn't, you know, like, it, mm. does, it leaves you, you don't know how to feel.
1: But in infinity, in infinity, bro, there's a Colin that was, not a Colin, a Stefan, Jesus, with me.
0: Dude, you um, need to go to bed. A
1: Stefan that is being controlled by us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what?
1: And that, that's what it is. Like, it's its own, you know?
0: Well... What's crazy is if the multi, if we're going if we're subscribing to that and I know that was just a dumb little stutter of words, but if we're subscribing to that, then it's gonna be real. If I close my eyes right now, picture Chris riding a horse on a beach eating an ice cream sandwich. Boom. If we're sc- subscribing to that belief, that thought was just as real as all that bandersnatch shit we were just talking about. Fuck okay, yeah,
1: it is, bro. That's fucking as above, so below, bro. Infinite, infinities, infinite directions, bro. That's real. Like everything that like thought, what makes thought unreal? Why it's something that happens. Why do we describe it as unreal? What makes fiction unreal? Like it's something that in reading or in watching or in playing you like you feel it, you know, and Mm. it's like what makes that unreal, you know, just because it exists in the head like that. I don't know. That seems a little silly to me.
0: Somewhere, like, somewhere, it is real.
1: I mean, it's real in in what's happening. Yeah. Like, in your thought. Like, you can picture it and shit. Like, that's real, you know?
0: You know what? I'm gonna have a habit. Every night, I'm gonna... What's your favorite food?
1: My favorite food? Yeah. Bro, I don't really have a favorite food right now.
0: Alright. Okay, you know what? Every night, from now on, I'm gonna picture you in the mountains, and you're gonna have a buffet in front of you, and I'm gonna picture that. So, just... Somewhere in the multiverse, I'm spreading a little Chris happiness. Fuck yeah, bro. A little Chris happiness. Bro,
1: I'm going to picture you um, on a hike mm-hmm. with me. Um, oh, you're selfish. And Yeah, bro. But a different friend each night, bro. I'll, oh, Because okay. we're always going to be hiking with each other, bro. No matter bro. the reality, bro. Ja, ja, ja. I'm going to freak. And then we're also going to do some. Because out there in the Wait. multiverse. Hold on. Out there in the multiverse. There's a forest, thinking about hiking with Chris and Forrest and one other of our friends, and that's what this is what it's manifesting. Add some food
0: there, though.
1: Add some, dude. We're gonna have snacks on snacks on snacks okay. on snacks it's, on yeah, snacks yeah, yeah. on snacks. Picture that, yeah.
0: too. I love the hikes, but make sure there's snacks.
1: All right, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because it's real. You know? yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's real out there, and then we gotta bring snacks, cause
0: I wonder who's picturing this reality right now, and if they're picturing both of us or if we have separate ones. And
1: they're kind of coming Wow, bro.
0: If we're part of the same one or not. Or maybe, like, you can know, opt I... in. Like, you know an Xbox Live where you can have a bunch of people join the party and control shit? Yeah, Or, bro. like, a Minecraft game where you can have yeah, a bunch it's of like different server, people on the bro. server? Huh? There's probably a bunch of people on our server. Yeah, what
1: if, what if our whole, like, reality mm-hmm. isn't just random ones, but it, like, mirrors something out there, you know? So there's a yeah. mirrored... We're thinking about uh, Chris and Forrest somewhere, and we're the same Chris and Forrest out there, and then we're being thought of by the same Chris and yeah. And then it's like a matching, bro. We're always freaking, we're dude. always bumping with each other, dude. Dude,
0: that's dope. We should go to a dance party in some other planet. Let's picture it. Mars.
1: Oh, yeah. Dance party dance on, on dance Mars, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: We're on Mars. on Mars, in the nightclub, this is the
1: best, best. we're in a disco club, I'm a Mars, Martian. I'm a Martian, I'm a Martian, oh, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a lot of cool aliens here, aliens. some are green. green, and some are promos, so exactly so. like like the are upside, upside
0: down, we're on the, we're on the dance, dance floor,
1: with Martians,
0: Martians. yeah.
1: That's that crazy. was nice, bro. Yeah.
0: But that's real. That's yep. real talk. That's real out there
1: somewhere. And that
0: happened somewhere, dude. Damn. That's good stuff. I think it's fate that that happened.
1: Wow. What is it? So, what if. Wow. So, our fate's just controlling other fate and other fates controlling our. But there's yeah. free will controlling and fate and fate controlling free will. Damn, the universe is.
0: Who controls the river?
1: Who controls the river?
0: Just whatever. It's it's
1: uh, if which friggin' drop of water controls the river? Yeah, exactly, exactly. bro. It's just flowing. It just. It's, they all, uh, uh, they it, all do. No infinite directions, bro. Infinite and directions. And as above, so below. Those infinite directions go back into infinite the Cosmic Mind Podcast. Cosmic Mind Podcast. This has been the Cosmic Mind Podcast. Um, I have been. Your, uh, co-host, uh, Christopher.
0: Karen. Actually.
1: Christopher oh Michael Karen.
0: Christopher
1: Michael. Alright, guys. Dude, I like Christopher <laughs> Michael as a friggin, um, artist name, bro. I think it sounds hey, dope. You should
0: tell everybody that that's gonna be your, um, name. Your, what's... Uh, that's how, name. dude,
1: friggin... That's how I'll friggin' sign off from now on. But I just Ryan. did, I just did friggin'. I just did my whole friggin' name. What was it? Michael? Christopher Michael, dude. Christopher
0: Michael. You know what? I kind of want a, a cute pet name. I'm going <laughs> s- to sign off as tissue paper. Tissue paper. Because it's soft. And everybody uses it to wipe away their fears and words. All right.
1: I've been your co-host, Christopher Michael.
0: And I've been Mr. Tissue
1: Paper. Oh, it's Mr. Tissue Paper. Uh, We're on Instagram uh, and Facebook and Twitter. All of them at Cosmic Mind Pod. Pod is spelled P-O-D. The other two words you can look up if you uh, don't know how to spell them. Um, And just type uh, Cosmic Mind Pod with that little at symbol at the front into Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're out there. Uh, Where can you find the actual podcast, Forrest?
0: Well, you can find our actual podcast at podcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes. iTunes. Connect.
1: iTunes Connect.
0: Connect me. Connect you. We are on the
1: old, um, as everyone knows, the old Connects on Xboxes had podcasts. We're on those. Connect podcast. Listen, we got a quantum connection. A quantum quantum right. connection. We're quantumly entangled,
0: man. and you, viewer. All right, guys. It's been good. It's been great. It's been faith that you've been here.
1: It's been free will that you've been here. Did you choose? It's been both. Did you both. choose? Did you choose? Did I choose what? Did you choose? Did my shoes? Did you choose... Between fate and free will. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I like I like the idea that they're yins and yangs of themselves, bro. Uh, they're uh, yins and yangs of each other, but I think, like I said, dude, I think we experience choice, you know? And I think like we gotta we gotta focus on that choice because that's what we experience, you know? Can't I don't wanna be thinking too much about how maybe on some grand scheme, cause what's a grand scheme? I'm I'm right here. I'm on this planet, you know?
0: I couldn't agree more. Here's the thing guys, fate, what it does for us is it gives us hope. It makes us feel like everything is gonna be all right. And you know what? If that's what it's doing for you, then great, you take that. But also feel empowered in your decisions, feel confident that you can change this world. And you know what? I agree with Chris. Consciousness, interdimensional. And you know what? Perception is reality. So on that, Cosmic
1: Mind Podcast. We'll sign off, right? Signing off. I have Uh, uh, all the choice. Whatever happens is what happens. We're all just being
0: controlled.